The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength and body you are looking for in that moment when you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch simple yet substantial tobacco talent time roma craft tobacco the after show the after show the after show the after show show. it's the after show and still with us from saturday's show is jim collison He's from Ask the Podcast Coach. He's joining us. He dug into our show and uh, told us what was right, what was wrong, and uh, hopefully a little of that continues as he's going on. But what I want to talk about today is the 100-point cigar rating system. This has been going on with cigar aficionados since 1992. It's used most in the cigar industry, but it didn't start there. Um, Some think it was Cigar Aficionado who started it because they did it first with Wine Spectator magazine, but it turns out Wine Spectator borrowed it from a wine book called The Emperor of Wine by Robert Parker in the Wine Advocate newsletter from the 1970s. That's where the 100-point rating system was, was born. The scale starts at 50, so a lot of people say it's a 0 to 100 rating system, but it isn't. It starts at 50, and it goes to 100. Nothing ever gets less than a 50 rating, uh, which is actually less than poor. If you remember in grade school, uh, 50 or less is a total failure. Uh, 60 was a poor grade. 70s was fair. 80s were good. 90s were excellent building all the way to an A-plus or a, or a 100 rating. Um, soon the wine magazine adopted that scale, and Cigar Aficionado brought it in from their wine magazine over to cigars. Next came Smoke Magazine, Cigar Journal, and just about every blogger that ever came out came to the 100-point rating system. I believe you did too, Barry. You were yeah, early I, on. I did. I remember I wrote for Smoke for a while. I remember that they used to have their ratings in a star, and it was like 7.6 or 8.2. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was one of the original panelists for Smoke Magazine. Okay. And um, I would say you were one of the first bloggers. I, I, I always give credit to Jerry Cruz, Brian Hewitt, and uh, Walt White from Stogie Review. I think they started it first. They were first. Yeah. You're still one of the first. Yeah, right? I was probably, from what I can tell, I was probably one of the top five. Okay. Um, and everybody was automatically went to the 100-point scale. Uh, to the best of my recollection, everybody was using the 100-point scale up until recently. Uh, when some, uh, There's a blog out there that does it dollar per value or something. Something that nobody could figure out. Never figure it out. (laughs) So I I think it's pretty obvious how this works out, and it goes. Do you ever see anybody went below a 50 rating either? Uh, Yeah, I've seen somebody do a below 50 rating, something like a 32. Uh, Charlie did it on a uh, limited edition uh, pipe-rolled cigar from Pepin that was really never meant to be smoked. Yeah, yeah. And he trashed it, and 
you know, he got called out on it. It was more of an artistic piece than something of, that should have been smoked. Of course, of course. Um, so what was your highest rating? A uh, hundred. You, you know, back on the original, on my original site, I gave a Padron Principe Natural 100 and then a couple of Atabays. Um, so peeling back the curtain, why would you give it a 100 rating? Because nothing can be perfect. It's a handmade product. See, I disagree with that. There is perfection in everybody's eyes. For me at the time, the perfect cigar was Padron Principe Natural. It still is. It still is a 100 rated cigar for me because it checks all the boxes. Adebay does the same thing. It checks all the boxes. It hits my wheelhouse. It hits my strength profile at times, construction. Everything about the cigar is perfect. And, and, I, and I believe you're you are right because I think in order to have a scale, something has to be the lowest and something has to be the highest. Why do you have 100 if 95 is the most ever? Then, then nothing is 100 Once you're in on 100 and now you're smoking something that's better, where do you go? We go to the Byron Missolongus. <laughs> right. I, I, don't think, I don't think the Atabay is better than the Padron Principe in my book. You know, in my book, they both, like I said, yeah, hit all it. those check marks. This cigar might be a step above the two, and I'm going to have to reevaluate it in another week or so. Uh but then think, again, that throws the whole 100-point rating right. out the window. I, I say don't do it because you're just going to set yourself up for criticism. Good. I bring it on. Right? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> he likes the attention. But, but some ratings end up being unfair. And uh, I, I know you get hit up when, when you give something a low rating. I mean, people some, think I'm, I'm too generous. Yeah. Yep, it's because you love the product. Now, we have Jim Collison on here, and this is where I want to crisscross podcasting mm -hmm. with cigars. Is there anybody that rates a 100-point scale of a podcast? No, we don't, we don't have any of that in podcasting. We have lists, top 10 lists, and curated lists, and you know, there's an attempt at it. But I have not ever seen a 100-point scale I think it would be very controversial if somebody ever did it. And it could be the podcast rodeo. It could be the Ask the Podcast Coach or something that somebody ends up putting this scale and you automatically. It gets ruined immediately. As soon as you do it, now you're going to be looking for advertisers. And now it's going to become pay to play, which is what, uh, let's face no, it, that's not, what not most. No, not for them. They become the, the authority on a podcast where they are um, the teachers of this and you listen or you, you submit your show to actually get rated. If you got the balls to do it, you say, here's my show. You're a professional. Listen to the show. Let me know. Give me the rating. And you got the nerve to end up doing it. Once you do, and you've said, I'm in there, it gets posted, and there it is, and it's there forever until you say, okay, rate it again because I've improved it. And what I want you to do right now is the first rating you've ever done before <laughs> on a podcast is we just finished the Cigar Authority. You've heard... Other shows before, you've heard the show we just did. We're going to try and prove it after this. But if you had to get it from a 100-point scale and the scale starts at 50 and you saw the poor ratings or whatever, be honest yeah. because we want to improve it as, as it goes on. Give it a number rating. Well, let me say this before I say any of that, <laughs> that I think, and, and Barry, I don't know if you did this when you were rating cigars, but I think in any rating I think it's really important to have a rubric, right? To have a, why are you giving the score? Yep. I, I often sometimes hear, I, mm -hmm. I, I listen to the Ashholes, and they get to the end of the show, and it's an 82, or it's an 85. And you kind of go, why? 
Yeah. Like what, what is that just a, you might as well go 8.5 or give it an eight at that point. Cause you're just kind of guessing on what those, what those score, those scores are. Well, comparatively to the other ones in your mind that you say, okay, this one is a hundred rated. This other one I had was a 50. Yeah. This, I had a yeah. 75 before I had this. And as you start doing it, you, you're, you're putting my show next to this show, next to that show. Oh, I gave well, an 88 to this one. This is a little better. All right, I'll give it an 89. The, the problem always is you're, you're trying to now apply something completely subjective to something that is objective, or something objective to subjective, yeah. right? Yeah, because yeah. you really, there's so much opinion in all of this, right? Well, there is on the taste of the wine. There is, of course. But, it, but yeah. some of it is scientific. Does it burn well? That There's only one yeah. way... It either burns there, well or it doesn't. There are burn certain well. things, yeah, you can ascribe to. Is there but a good draw or is there a bad end, draw? It's just your fucking opinion. Barry, but, Barry, did you have when you were scaling them? Did you have some points associated that would get you know, it there? Yeah, you know, for a while I broke it down to you know burn was worth X amount of points, flavor was worth X amount of points, uh, presentation even got up to ten points. Mm-hmm. So there were certain factors that. That yeah. hit the numbers. So you could have a great cigar with a shit band, and but, but it not, c- c- can only be a 90. Yeah, I've never <laughs> given a shit band a zero. I mean, I can't think of a band in the market that's a shit band. If it was, you know, if it was a plain cedar box with no branding on it and no band, yeah, that would get a zero. But there's nothing like that exists. Yeah. So, you know, but now at the point that cigars, you know, in the cigar industry, I don't think it has to really be explained why you got to 100. You lay it out, you, you, you discuss the look, you discuss the taste profile, and then you wrap it up with the finish, or at least that's the way I do and it you in the do, cigar. And you, and you would a third, a third, a third? Yeah, I smoke each third, break down each third, but it's at the point in the cigar industry where it's become such the industry norm that I don't think you really have to break it down why. I mean, if you brighten your review that it wasn't balanced and the transitions weren't smooth, yeah, that kind of explains why it might have only gotten and, an 88. Uh, you know, sure. there's some things you could say, okay, I'm rating the draw. Well, if it's bad enough, you can't rate anything else, right? Right. It ends up hurting it. And, that's it. And, and, and I've done it for Cigar Journal. I end up getting a bad draw, and I start on the first thing, and I say, the draw's tight. And then I get to the second, third, and I said, I had to put it down. I can't do it. I don't give it a bad rating. I give it no yeah. rating at all. And A, I just can't do it right. because you, know, you gave me one, and that's all there is to it. And, and it's not fair to it because it happens. And so do you think we'll stick with the cigar rating for a minute? Do you need to smoke multiple examples, multiple samples of the cigar in order to rate it? And I know some of the uh, bloggers out there that do do ratings, um, they do multiple. Mm-hmm. They need to have at least two or three of them because it's unfair to end up doing it, which is true. If you, if you want to say it's consistent, well, by smoking one, how do you know if it's consistent one to the right. other? And you, you can't know. even say it's consistent if you smoke two out of the same box. You got to smoke <laughs> two a couple of months apart. And so you the know. problem becomes, you know, your rating is going to potentially affect someone's business. So part of it is how am I going to be fair about this? Just you do know, like unless, Barry does and give two extra points for no reason. <laughs> unless you're just an asshole and your thing is to trash well, everything. Listen, they do it on movies, there's critics oh, they do. and whatever. And I and I think a podcast, a constructive criticism, you know, may, maybe people think their shows are great and they're really not. 
and his why it's not and what's wrong. And that's what I'm listen. I'm I'm asking for it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to give Jim a rating too about him being a guest. As long as he gets to <laughs> nice. give us a review, I'm giving right. him one. All right. <laughs> yeah. He can I'm take it. Wait till the until next it. week. But yeah. Oh heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. You know, um, anytime you get a rating system, then it leads to rate inflation, right? And so mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, the it goes from 50 to 100, then it goes to 80 to 100, and then it goes to 90 to 100, <laughs> and it everything tightens up because nobody wants to be that the person to say, oh, it's an 82, when well, everybody else well, is Oh, I got slapped at a, a trade show for one of Barry's 89s. Which yeah. is why now everything gets a 90, so right. Jonathan doesn't get beat up. Well, but, and, <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's, it's, and really, nothing gets under an 80. It's not on. So, so no. our scale is... Yeah. In 80 to 100. But to be honest with you, for a cigar to go through the process and get on the market and in cigar stores, right. it better be an 80 anyway or it'll never it'll never get in there because it has to get past me, the store owner, to buy the product to begin with. So I tried it. Oh, my God, it's awful. Why would I put it in there? It's mm-hmm. never going to get to market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is fair that it does that because I've tasted cigars that never went to the market. <laughs> And they're not 80s. Now, a podcast, on the other hand, they, it's they going to market. It. Yeah. It's, I'm right. getting anchor, and I'm going to talk into my phone, and now I have a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, be careful when you give us this rating because, you know, you don't want to go home with any black eyes or bruises. <laughs> no, and I believe it. I believe it. Barry, looking at you, I but, might get shanked but, in the parking lot. But me and Ed talk about this often that the first thing is when I listen to a podcast, other people's podcasts, and I listen to a lot of podcasts too, you have to be able to hear it. <laughs> so the audio is very, very important. Yeah. If one guy's soft and one guy's loud, and I'm and I'm yeah. riding the riding the uh, volume control and stuff, I just can't listen to and it. It's unlistenable. That's the cost of entry, like the draw on a cigar. Yes, if you can't draw if you can't hear I can, it. I, I can't. can't listen to it. The audio is so bad, so automatically it is They're the out. worst. It's it, it's gone, and and that's got to drop. I would say thirty points off the bat. You know, so now you're going to take everything into the 80s. So this is the 50 to 30. I can hear it. He's about to give himself the score you're going to give him. He's <laughs> talking you into this. That's all right. Hey, we sound good, so you can't give us lower, lower well, than see, 80. I think from hearing this set in the sound bite to start the Cigar Authority show on Saturday, I think he gives us a couple of demerits for sound because of the headsets we use and, and not professional mics and and he's yeah. nodding, so or I might have... And, and, and there's a reason why we use it, and even if we get lose a couple of points, we have to remain the way we do it. Well, we'll lose more points when everybody's off mic talking to each other, because then it becomes unlistenable if you have to ride the volume. And we had a podcaster come here from somewhere else that does a, a, a bigger podcast than us yeah. with lots of listeners. He comes on, he sees the headsets... And he's got fancy mics and all this stuff, but his podcast, to be honest with you, sounds terrible because they're professionals too, and they turn their heads and they're off mic, and he yells yeah, at them. It was every show was eight, the same. Right in the middle of the show was Bobby Kelly yelling at Rich Voss, Pros. talking to the mic, asshole. <laughs> and then he comes here and sees us, and he goes, "Well." Wow, that's a good way of doing it. <laughs> and you would think that these are professional comedians, and they and they would stay on mic, and they realize how that goes. But it doesn't because we're looking at each other right yeah, now. Yeah, no, right on. But you know, as with anything, you can get the feedback, and as long as you understand it, you can choose not to take that feedback Correct. because you have reasons but, for doing it. Yes, the way and you're I doing understand it. that 
quality-wise, it could go up a couple of notches because of what we're using for a microphone, and I understand that, and that would be good to say, well, you only get this because here's your problems, boom, 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 boom. This might be the best interview that Jim's ever done. He hasn't had to say a fucking <laughs> <All right>. thing. <laughs> you keep interrupting him. All right. No, it's good. It's good. I, I, learning a lot. I mean, this is what it's about, right, in podcasting of is, course. is getting that conversation. You guys are very spirited about this. Why would I get in the way? Of that, of that it's a good second chair. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm looking at it. He's just a little yellow, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't shit on your microphones. Like, I, I this is this works for you guys. You like it. I am a. I'm a traditional. You know, microphone uh, on a stand in front of me. I move around with it. I make sure I'm in the mic when I'm there. We don't have those problems. Dave Jackson and I do that on Ask the Podcast Coach. I don't have those problems of getting off mic because that's. But I'm also not smoking a cigar. And <laughs> right. Right. Putting and it, something it, in your mouth, drinking coffee, no, tasting right herring. You're not interviewing farmers, right. to, you know. Exactly, and that's okay. Those farmers yeah. make this stuff so we can enjoy it. But um, it, it, it's a situation. I, I think it's what works for you in this environment, and the sound is good enough. It's probably a nine out of a ten on the sound. If you're if you're talking okay. about that, right? Ten out of ten for me would be some really nice microphones and some good mic technique. But it gets harder doing this, right? I do this every day. It's easier for me because I'm well practiced. Yeah. You guys are coming in once a week. To get yeah. it done, so so I wouldn't say no, I wouldn't I wouldn't say change it. I wouldn't say go to different microphones. These work just fine. There, it's a, you're in a big room. It's hard to get really great live sound. audience. Yeah, no, right on. They make I know you maybe can hear them. You yeah. For, for hey, listen for doing it in front of a live audience, ten out of ten for sure. You guys do this great. In that area. So we're and at so, 100 right now. I'm keeping yeah. score. <laughs> no, we no, we're, we're at, at 99 because it's a nine out of ten. I think for smart for cigar smokers, for for traditional folks who are in the business, know what's going on. Again, you guys are ten out of ten. I think for for beginner smokers who are coming in, you can pull back a little bit. All right, right? that's maybe that. more like an eight. Now that's tough and that's hard. And by the way, you're going to alienate some of your some of your. No, but we can do it. But it also fills time. That's the other right. thing that we're always struggling to do. Right. It's two hours. How are we going to fill the time? Yeah. Well, explain what a Maduro is. And, yeah. and a, and a right, quick right. thing, yeah. you know, we say, oh, we're smoking the Maduro. And Maduro is the ripe right version of the wrapper, blah, 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 blah. Just a quick, uh. But I, I mean, I will say 80% of the time we're running late on the show. So True. we're, we're yeah. not struggling much anymore. Yeah. No, you, you guys got that down. Your content and the way you go through it, the fact that you've got show notes, Dave, that you're every, like, this could be a complete disaster if you had not had this. Yeah. Right? For me, and it was helpful for me as a guest to know where we're going to know when to back off. I've never right? shown that to a guest. Is that something I should? It depends on the guest. Okay, like I'm, you know, again, I do this all the He's time. Professional, super helpful to me to know where you're going on this. Uh, if you gave it to anybody else, a farmer, since that's what yeah. we were right. saying, they they may not know what to do right. with this. Or in fact, it may not be, or helpful. it'll distract them. Yeah, give, it could mm -hmm. give them the option. Maybe say, hey, do you, would you like to see the show notes in advance? And if they say yes. Give it to them. Let yeah. them see it. If they say no, I, I don't think so. Don't. It's it's an option but, for them. And you know, because you were through the process, Dave does spend time before the show talking to the guests, and you're always saying, "Is there somewhere you don't want to yeah, go? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, there yeah. somewhere you want me to go?" Yeah. All right. So the rating. If you're if you're a regular cigar smoker, you come into the the shop. You listen to the podcast regularly. I give it a 97. It's really good for that group of people they're in they know the routine they know the inside jokes that's like a 40 on a very scale no right? but here's here's where I, <laughs> we're, we're not going 
<laughs> no, it, it's 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 actually too good because you're saying to the cigar smoker. But if I am gonna, if the cigar authority is gonna win the podcast of the year award, yeah. Never mind the subject matter, but there's awards. Sure. How come if we're a ninety-seven? How come we're never ranked as one of the best podcasts? In ne- well, never mind yeah. on any subject. First off, the way all of those work is you have to submit your podcast. Then the person submits it themselves. Yes. Yeah. And pay. But the reason, uh-huh. Dave, the reason is because it, and it's the same thing that makes you great at what you do is you're in a niche. And so it, it, it would be hard. Like I would even say, so for the beginning smoker, it's probably a 92, just to be honest, from, a, from the perspective of knowing the inside jokes or knowing the, the terms that's going on with this or n- maybe not even understanding the, re- the relationships between the four of you. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, you know, Jonathan, you come off super angry. <laughs> Truth. This is the all we wanted, this right? <laughs> but that's your shtick. I, I am, get it. I am angry. No, it's not a shtick. <laughs> that's how he always is. Yes. This, yeah. this is real. Well, this to, is real to as a gets. brand new podcaster, they might like, holy, do they even like each other? <laughs> Like, why are they? No, why, not really. Why, why are they doing this, right? So for the new person, it took me a while. When I first started listening to you guys, it took me a while to kind of understand all the relationships, understand what was going on, get into the cigar. But now that you're in, aren't you hooked at that point? Oh, oh for sure. Yeah, and that's why I'd give it a higher, that's why I'd give it a 97. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. You got some things, we talked about that in the show. You got some things to tighten up. I think you can tighten up your commercials. I think you can tighten up the this, the background piece that's going in here. I think you can tighten up some of the segments. You got some oppor- you always have opportunities. I that. feel bad that I only gave him a 96 and I wrote it down before he told us. <laughs> no. He was, he well, was very what, good. What are you dinging no. him on? Uh, only that because he's a new cigar smoker, you know, asking some dumb questions, but it ends up being good. It ends up being good for well, the show. So it's, and hey. you're really helping each other because he's saying you got to do more for the Correct. new smoker. Correct. So, yeah. so the, the toughest thing of all is actually criticizing yourself. So we did the Ask the Podcast Coach today. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, if you're listening to the show, go to Ask the Podcast Coach, and you'll see that I was interviewed on that show. You said to me after it was over, do you think? And I said, I think I'm out of talk too much or whatever i I immediately go to criticize myself right automatically and that's what i I think a good podcaster should do is listen to themselves i'll end up listening to that show and i talk to podcasts here at studio 21 i go do you listen to yourself and they go no i just did the show and stuff i I was there i did it i said you need to do it i I, both what listen to the audio version and then watch the video portion of it it's painful and then you improve by seeing it. You were 100. From my standpoint on Ask the Podcast Coach, you did exactly what we were looking for, which was come on and talk about your business and talk about it from a podcasting perspective. And you were you were spot on. We wanted you to do all the things you did. Okay. So, so I got it. But how about the show itself as you guys are? How is Ask the Podcast Coach... 100 point rating system. Oh, so ask me in the same thing. Yeah. I, I think we're probably in that 92 range, just to be honest, 92, 93. Ah, so we're I better would, than you. I think so. No, wow. I, I think so in a lot of ways. Now, again, different audiences, we're doing different things. We, we, Dave and I have opportunities to grow every single week in, in what we do. We, sometimes our transitions aren't the best. Sometimes our content isn't the best. I would say, not, not to defend you, yeah. but. Your show is harder to keep consistent yes. because it's audience interaction, right? So mm-hmm. some are going to be way better than others. And it's like you having a guest on. 
Sometimes it's yeah. way better than other times. But if that's your show, yeah. well, to talk to people. That was the thing that was refreshing about uh, about having you on is you knew when to be in, you knew when to be out. You were, yeah, you're, just, he's a you're pro. very good he's at the pro. double dutch of yeah, being yeah. interviewed. Yeah, but we have to deal with people that are farmers <laughs> and they come so on. So how do you how do you go about wrangling somebody if if Dave talked too much? How do you go about getting him to shut up or he's not talking enough? Cattle prod. Do you have a way of is there you, an you easy have to interrupt way to- sometimes. You you've got to mm-hmm. wait for a moment. You know, if somebody's going too long, hey, I've done this myself where I know like I'm looking at the face of someone and I realized I'm going too long. Yes, yes. Right? <laughs> you have to have they have to read. That was that my body. feeling at the at the end of the show. I said, I I, I think I talked too long. You know, a part yeah. of it is you, you and Dave Jackson are very good together and they will often, you know, get into it a little on the show. My favorite was when he had the guy on and then dropped the call <laughs> and Jim's like why did you do that? Yes. Yeah, bring this guy back. <laughs> this is actually he's interesting. Saying, if you're still listening, get back in here. And he did. <laughs> and he came back. He did come back, yeah. And so I, the, the body language piece, kind of understanding like, oh, this is going off the rails. Jonathan, you sense that. You guys all do when a segment's starting to go off the rails. Yeah. You do a good job of pulling that back in. You're a little rough with it sometimes. But, Thanks. But again, that's your thing. <laughs> that's what you do. That's right. your role in this. One, one of the things, I'll, and I'll wrap it with this, is to say, don't ever move away from being who you are on these because you can only fake it for so long. Yeah, absolutely. Right, see, you can't fake personality see forever. See that professional? He's watching the show clock, and he, I'll wrap it with right. this. Right, <laughs> it's, not, it's that, so easy. Twenty-four minutes and fifty seconds. Okay, <laughs> absolutely. Oh yeah, we're not supposed to do that anymore. <laughs> and and a little heads up to you guys that didn't hear us talking yesterday. Um, they do a show interactive with the audience and the people call in and stuff, and we're going to attempt that. We're going to attempt doing a show and, and open it up and let people come in. Now, when that ends up happening, you have no idea what crazy things are going to end up happening, and then we got to step <laughs> we, off our game. We, we, know, we know what kind of batshit shit's going to go down. <laughs> yeah, anything could happen, and, and that's the tough thing. We've never done it. I've never done that before. No, it's going to be a train wreck, and hopefully people will love it. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. So that's the after show. Uh, Next week, Tony V, comedian Tony V, is coming on Saturday, and we're talking machine-made cigars. I know you're saying machine-made cigars, I don't care about it. You might learn something. You actually might get something out of this thing. We're going to dissect them. We're going to show you the difference, and that's what we're going to do in the first hour, and we'll smoke something really nice in the second hour. But I want you to see... Uh, because these things are sold in the billions and premium cigars are sold in the millions. Why are so many people onto those cigars? We're going to show you. We're going to break it out. And uh, that'll be this Saturday with Tony V and Machine Made Cigars. Until then, stick the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.